this morning, the Revelation chapter number two, the book of the Revelation chapter number two, and let's look at verse number seven. The word of the Lord says, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Verse number 11, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Verse 17, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Says, verse 29, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Revelation chapter 3, verse 6, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Verse 13, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. Verse number 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. The Holy Spirit says to us today, can you hear me now, Father, thank you for the word of the Lord today. Father, I thank you that you indeed are still talking to us today. And God, I know that you want to speak to all of us here this morning. Father, help us to glean much from the word of the Lord today, we ask. Lord, let your anointing rest mightily upon us for the glory of God. Father, we ask these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. All of God's people said, praise the Lord. You may be reseated this morning. Well, today is the last day of our series entitled, Can You Hear Me Now? We've been talking about how that God speaks to man. And by the way, God is still speaking today. If you look through the Word of the Lord, you'll find it recorded that that there are very uh, many various means and methods whereby God has communicated with man in the past. The Bible says that God has spoken audibly before. The Bible says that He has spoken through dreams and visions and He's spoken through angels. The Bible says that God has used prophets and priests and preachers to speak through. The Bible says that God has spoken through His Son and He's spoken through His Scriptures and He's spoken through His saints. Well, I have chosen in this series of three lessons to focus simply on three of the many, many ways that God uses to speak to His people. We already talked about how God speaks through His Scriptures. And primarily today, that's the way that God speaks. The fact of the matter is, God doesn't have to speak in any other way uh, than, than what He has spoken to us in His Scripture. He's already told us everything in His Word that we will ever need to know. That doesn't mean God doesn't speak in other ways today, but primarily God speaks through His Scriptures. And that's why that we need to be people of the Scripture. That's why that we need to constantly be reading and studying the Word of the Lord. And when we read and study the Word of the Lord, we need to say, Spirit of God, would you reveal something to me in your book? And the Holy Spirit can illuminate. The Holy Spirit can open the Word of God up to our understanding and speak to us in a level that we've never had uh, uh, ever understood the word of the Lord before. But the Lord doesn't just speak through the scripture. He, he, last week we talked about how that, 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 the Holy, that, that God speaks through his servants, that God places people in our lives to, to speak into our life. And that's very, very valid. And God does use uh, saints. He uses his servants. He uses people to speak into our lives today. Well, this morning we're going to be talking about how that God endeavors to speak to us through his spirit. Our text said, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says. You see, God wants to speak into our spirit through His Spirit. I want to say that again. God wants to speak into our spirit through His Spirit. And let me tell you that God does speak to us by His Spirit, and yet far too often we either don't understand what He says 
or we do not hear him clearly. There was a couple that were in their 80s, and they were at their 60th wedding anniversary reception, and, and, and both of them were hard of hearing. Well, the husband said to his wife, as they stood before all of the people that day on their 60th wedding anniversary reception, he said to her, he said, uh, he said after 60 years of marriage, he said, I, I have found you to be tried and true. Well, his wife said, Huh? And he said, honey, he said, I just want you to know that after 60 years of marriage, I have found you to be tried and true. She said, what? He said, after 60 years of marriage, I have found you to be tried and true. She said, well, after 60 years of marriage, I'm tired of you too. That's the way some people are with the Holy Spirit. They don't hear Him clearly. They do some off of the wall, some ridiculous, unbelievable thing, and then they say the Holy Spirit told them to do it. I had a man tell me one time that the Holy Spirit told him not to go to church. The Holy Spirit told him not to go to church. Not, not that he wasn't to go to my church, but he wasn't to go to church. He wasn't to go to church anywhere. He said the Holy Spirit told him not to go to church. Well, first of all, you don't tell the pastor that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, let, let, let me tell you something. That, that was not the voice of the Holy Spirit. It was a spirit, all right, but it wasn't the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit will never contradict the written Word of God. And the Bible tells us in Hebrews 10 and 25, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as some are doing. The Holy Spirit is the author of this book. And as the author of this book, the Holy Spirit knows what's in this book. And so the Holy Spirit is not going to tell us something that is opposite of what He's already told us in this book. Well, this morning I want, to, I want to suggest three of the many qualifications that come along with having the Holy Spirit speak to you. Let me suggest first of all this morning that the Holy Spirit talks to those who are listening. The Holy Spirit talks to those who are listening. How many understand nobody likes to talk to somebody who isn't really listening? Don't look around. Or elbow your spouse. You, you know what I'm talking about. You, you, you know that person. You know Their body language tells you that, that they're bored. Their body language tells you they're distracted, that they're uninterested. And, and they're constantly interrupting you, not allowing you to finish your sentence. Nobody likes to talk to somebody who isn't really listening. When FDR was... President of the United States, he discovered that people were not really listening to him as he would personally greet every single one uh, at large White House gatherings. As he would stand there and shake hands and greet the people as they arrived for, the, for whatever the event was, he recognized that nobody was listening to him. And so one day, one day as people gathered and as people came through the line and as he shook hands one after the other after the other, he greeted each one personally, shaking their hands and with a big smile on his face, he said to everybody that came by, I murdered my mother-in-law this morning. 
And as each person came by and, and he greeted them like that, he got comments like, that's nice. How lovely. Thank you. He said there was only one person out of that entire group of people, there was only one person that actually heard what he said and he responded, well, I'm sure she deserved it, Mr. President. (laughs) Who does the Holy Spirit speak to? The Holy Spirit speaks to those who are listening. The Holy Spirit speaks to those, amen, who are dialed into His frequency. The Holy Spirit, amen, will will speak to those that pay attention and listen and try and hear His voice. You might say, well, Pastor, why would anyone not want to listen to the Holy Spirit? Well, I came up with four reasons. First reason why a lot of people don't want to hear uh, what the Spirit says and don't want to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit is because of pride. Because of pride, they're not listening. They're not listening because, because they think they know best. They think that, 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 that they have everything under control. One of my very favorite stories, uh, Brother Richard Bolte, he was here and gave his testimony of how, how that he was an ordained minister and how that, that, that he had one day where he absolutely flipped out. He just went crazy one day. And, 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 and it's a long, long story. Don't have time to tell it. But he ended up, he ended up in jail. And he ended up in jail and his brother, who was an alcoholic, came to visit his preacher brother in jail. And they're visiting, and the chaplain comes to visit. And Richard Bolte's brother says to the chaplain, we don't need any help. And Richard Bolte said, you're a drunk, and I'm facing 20 years in prison, and we don't need any help? A lot of people don't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because they don't think they need any help. They think things are fine in their life. They think they've got everything under control. Another reason why some people don't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit is because they're preoccupied. They're preoccupied. People, some people are just so busy that they don't even take time to try and hear the voice of the Lord. And some of these people are even busy with good things. Like Martha... In uh, Luke chapter number 10. Let's look over there real quickly this morning. Luke chapter number 10. Verse 38 through 42. It says that it happened as they went. That he entered a village. And a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. She had a sister called Mary. Who sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was distracted with much serving. And she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? So tell her to help me. Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried, you are troubled about many things. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part, which will not be taken away from her. Verse 39 says that Mary sat at Jesus' feet and heard His word. Verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. So here is Mary sitting at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. Here is Mary soaking up the ministry of Jesus. And here is her sister Martha who is missing out on the ministry of Jesus because she is distracted, because because she she is preoccupied with much serving. 
Now understand this morning, serving is good. Serving is good. It's a good thing to serve and all of us ought to serve. Martha was doing something, something good. But listen, friend, even good things out of order, even good things with, uh, that are not in proper priority can cause us to miss God's best. And we all know that good is the biggest enemy of best. Here is Martha. Oh, she has the incredible opportunity. Uh, oh, a, a one of the life, once in a lifetime opportunity, one-on-one time with Jesus. Oh, the awesome opportunity to hear Jesus share His heart with her. Oh, to hear Jesus pour into her life. Oh, here she has this great opportunity for some alone time with Jesus. And yet Martha chooses time for Him over time with Him. Hear me this morning. God wants us to work for Him, but even more than that, God wants us to spend time with Him. And when Martha complained to Jesus that she's doing all of the work while Mary, her sister, is sitting at the feet of the Lord, Jesus basically said to Martha, what you are doing is good, but what Mary is is doing is even better. Let me tell you this morning, we need to spend time in God's presence so that we can hear His voice. If the Holy Spirit is not speaking to you, maybe it's because you are too preoccupied with other things that you do not give God quality time where He can speak to you. Maybe you're even preoccupied with good things. Maybe, maybe you're so busy doing for God that you have no time with God. Pastor, why in the world would anyone not listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Well, maybe another reason could be because of the proposal. You see, some people don't listen to God because they don't like the proposal. They don't like what He's saying. I can't hear you. I remember when I was a little boy and my brother, who's just a year older than me, and he would be saying something I didn't want to hear. I'd just put my fingers in my ear. And that's what some people do with God. I can't hear you. Because they don't like the proposal. They don't like whatever it is that the Holy Spirit is proposing to them. I'll never forget the time when the Holy Spirit spoke to me and and told me to leave my comfortable pastorate and go do something outside of my comfort zone and to do something that I had never ever tried to do in all of my ministry up until that time. Now when I first heard the Spirit's voice, I was excited. I was excited because I like adventure. My my personality type demands a challenge. And I excel in the next new challenge. But after the initial adrenaline rush passed, and I began to think about what this new adventure would actually require of me and of my family, all of a sudden it wasn't nearly as appealing to me as it was when I initially heard the voice of the Holy Spirit. And I began to question God, and I began to question God's proposal. Long story short, I actually went, I actually did what the Holy Spirit told me to do, and it turned out to be ten of the most successful years of my ministry up until that time. But in all honesty, I did put up a mild protest at first. 
Why don't people listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit? Why? Why would anyone not want to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit? Well, some don't listen because of pride and others don't listen because they're too preoccupied and, and still others don't listen because, because they don't like the Spirit's proposal. And, and, and then another reason some people don't listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit is, is because of the price. You see, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit can be expensive. I'll never forget when I was 21 years of age and I was married and pastoring and had a little boy. We were pastoring about 50 people. My wife and I and our son were living in the basement of the church. And the church was paying me about $50 a week. And we went on vacation. How many know that when you're living in the basement of the church, you're making $50 a week? Vacation means you go sponge off of relatives. So we went to Tulsa, where my wife's cousin and her family lived and, and sponged off of them. We lived, you know, we, we had a free motel room, you know, kind of like people do at the Benson Bed and Breakfast now that we live in the Metroplex. We went, we stayed in a free, you know, had a free room. They fed us most of the time we were there. And, you know, and so, and so anyway, we, we go to church on Wednesday night. Now, most of you don't even go to church on Sunday when you're on vacation, but I'm more spiritual than you are. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And so we go to church on a Wednesday night and it is a missions service. I'm 21 years of age. I'm living in the basement of the church. I'm making $50 a week. I go to the mission service and as the, whoever it is that's taking the offering, the Holy Spirit begins to speak into my heart. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you know that $800 you have in the savings account? La, 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 la. <laughs> Holy Spirit said, you know that $800 you have in the same... I said, get behind me, Satan. Holy Spirit said, you know that $800 you have in the savings account? I said, yes, Lord. I know all about that $800 in the savings account. And I've got plans for it. Because when I get a 1000 I'm paying off my car. I won't owe anybody any money. And I'll be able to live on $50 a week. Back in 1977 or 8 or something like that. Holy Spirit said, no, you're not going to pay off your car. You're going to give it in the missions. Now think about that. Eight, I mean, I'm, I'm making $50 a week. There's 800 bucks. That's, all. That's in 1970-something. That's a lot. I don't even know how in the world I ever got $800 together making $50 a week. And so I... I, I, I uh, tuned that voice out and I wrote a check for $25 and put it in the offering. Well, don't look at me in that tone of voice. That's half a week's salary. That's more than anybody else here did today. Nobody here today put a half a week's salary in the offering. I'm thinking I'm doing pretty good. I mean, I'm about starved to death making $50 a week and, and I put half of my salary that week in the missions offering. That's not even the tithe. That's an offering. Well, you know the Holy Spirit was happy with that, right? How many think the Holy Spirit was happy with that? No, I didn't hear anything the missionary said. I didn't. I was miserable. Miserable for the rest of the service. So after the service, I go to the pastor who has never met me ever before. He doesn't know who I am, doesn't know anything about me. And I said, I said, sir, I said, my name is Mike Benson. I'm from Kansas. 
And, uh, and I put $25 in the missionary's offering tonight, and I'd like to have it back. Excuse me? I said, yeah, I'm, I, I put $25, a $25 check in the offering, and I'd like to have it back. I'm sure he'd never had that request before. He goes back in the back and comes back, has my check, $25, hands it to me. And I say, here, let me give you the one I was supposed to give you. And I gave him a check for $800. And I told him, don't you cash that. You cash that right now, it'll just... I mean, that's in the savings. I'm, I'm on vacation. I've got to get back to Kansas. I've got to go to the bank. I've got to draw it out of the savings and put it in the checking account. Give me a week. But that's what the Holy Spirit told me to do. Let me understand, listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit can be expensive. A lot of people don't want to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit because of the price. The price is just too high. But let me tell you that, that ignoring the voice of the Holy Spirit can even be more expensive. If you think it's expensive to, 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 uh, to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, let me tell you that ignoring the voice of the Holy Spirit is far more expensive. Let me tell you what happened to me, and this doesn't mean it happens every time, but let me tell you what happened to me. As I, as I obeyed the voice of the Holy Spirit, as I gave the Lord, that was every dime I had. A few weeks later at church, two and a half times larger than the one I was pastoring, called me to be their pastor. And I'll never forget the Sunday, my first Sunday as the pastor there, the secretary of the church handed me my check, and I looked at it and I said, Sister Doty, I, I didn't know I was going to be paid by the month. Oh, Brother Benson, she said, that's not your month, that's your week. And that week was more than what I was used to getting per month. I was suddenly glad I had listened to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you something. God will be a debtor to nobody. If you'll listen to the Spirit's voice, if you'll obey the Spirit's voice, if you'll do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, amen, God will bless you for it. He will. It pays to obey the voice of the Holy Spirit. Let's talk a little bit about how to listen to the Holy Spirit this morning. Let me suggest, first of all, you need to listen with expectation. You need to believe that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. You see, the devil will tell you that you're not worthy to hear from the Holy Spirit. The, the devil will tell you that you're not spiritual enough. Oh, that the Holy Spirit would talk to you. The Holy, or the devil would tell you, uh, you know, only, only pastors and evangelists and missionaries, only clergy, only full-time preachers, they're, they're the only one that hears from the Holy Spirit. Don't listen to him. He's a liar. And by the way, why is it that, that, that you can hear the devil's voice clearly? <laughs> you have no trouble at all hearing the voice of the enemy, but you say that you cannot hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Listen with expectation. Believe that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you. Let me tell you, He does want to talk to you. And then listen with examination. And we talked a lot about this last week, so I'm just going to touch on it for a moment this morning. If you believe that the Holy Spirit has spoken to you about something, examine 
What has been spoken by the criteria of two things. We talked about it last, last week. First of all, examine what has been spoken to you or you feel has been spoken to you. First of all, examine it by the word of the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit will never tell you something that contradicts the written word of God. So if what you think you are hearing as the voice of the Holy Spirit, if what you think you are hearing is contrary or contradicts what the written word of God says, then ignore the voice and stay with the written word every single time. The written word trumps the inner voice every single time. The second criteria is the witness of the Spirit. So when you think that you have heard the voice of the Holy Spirit, then ask yourself, does this ring true in my spirit? Or are there alarm bells that are going off in my spirit? Ask yourself, do I have a peace about this voice? Or do I feel an uneasiness and a sickening feeling in my spirit? Just this past week, I had someone telling me something. I had someone wanting me to do something with them. And I'll be honest, it looked good on the surface. And, uh, man, I mean, it seemed to be a no-brainer. And my flesh said, yes! This is what I've been waiting on. Yes! But something on the inside of me said, don't do it. Something on the inside of me said, don't get involved with them. And even though it looked good on the surface, even though it was what I thought I had been looking for to happen and take place, and in my flesh, I was saying, yes, yes, yes. But on the inside, all the Spirit was saying, no. Alarm bells were going off in my spirit. And so I told them, no. Let me tell you that as soon as I told them, no, I felt an immediate peace. And calmness in my spirit. We're talking about how to listen to the, to the Holy Spirit right now. Listen with expectation. Listen with examination. Listen with experience. Learn how. Learn how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Grow in the area of listening to the Holy Spirit. Remember the times that you heard His voice, you obeyed, and, and how well things turned out. Remind yourself of the times when you missed God. You either didn't hear Him clearly or you didn't obey what He said or, or maybe you were actually in the flesh and it wasn't the Spirit at all. You see, lessons can be learned in failure as well as in success. Perhaps we learn more in failure than we do in success. And the more often that you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, the easier it's going to be to recognize His voice. You know, when my... When my father calls me, I, or when I call my father, when I call my father, I don't say, Dad, this is your youngest and best looking son. I, I, I don't say, Dad, this is, this is Mike, this is number four. Dad, this is your baby. No, no, no. When my dad says hello, I just start talking. I just, I don't introduce myself. I don't say who it is. I just start talking because I know that he's going to recognize my voice. Why is he going to recognize my voice? Because of experience. Because he has heard my voice for 56 years. And likewise, when my dad calls me, 
He doesn't say, son, this is your father. No, no, when I say hello, he just starts talking and it's my father. So he just talks and talks and talks. He doesn't identify himself. He knows he doesn't have to. He knows that I'm going to recognize his voice. Why? Because I've been talking to him all of my life. I've been listening to him talk. I've been hearing his voice. I recognize his voice. He knows when he calls. And I know now it pops up. It's dad or it's mom or it's Bill or it's whoever. But I don't need that. I don't need that on my phone because I can recognize his voice. I've been listening to his voice all my life. And I don't need him to identify himself. The longer that we live for God and the, and the more that we, that, that we listen, the more that we listen, all oh, the easier it is for us to discern and understand this is the voice of the Holy Spirit. I better pay attention. Let me tell you another way that I know that this is my father, not someone else talking to me. And that is because of the content of the conversation. A con- I've been talking to my father for so long that I would easily recognize an imposter who said they were my father, not just because of the sound of my father's voice, but also by the content of the conversation. And the same is true with the voice of the Holy Spirit. The more experience that we have with Him, the more we will discern His voice, not only by the sound of His voice, not only by the way that we feel in our spirit, but also by the content of what He's saying. Wow, I'm supposed to be done. I'm on point one. Talking about three of the many qualifications that come along with having the Holy Spirit speak to us. The Holy Spirit, let me suggest, number one, talks to those who are listening. Number two, let me suggest and let me hasten this morning. The Holy Spirit talks to them who are leading. The Holy Spirit talks to those that are leading. Now, now hear me clearly. I'm not saying that if you're not leading something that the Holy Spirit won't talk to you. Here's what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if you are leading something, then you desperately need the Holy Spirit to talk to you. And the truth of the matter is most people are leading something. They're either leading a ministry, or they're leading a family, or they're leading a business, or they're leading something. And let me tell you that God speaks to a person, not a committee. God speaks to a person, not a committee. Again, hear me clearly. I'm not saying that a committee is not good. I'm not saying that a committee is not needed. But let me tell you what a committee does. A committee can implement. A committee can advise. A committee can perfect and develop. But when the Holy Spirit wants to, wants to give direction, uh, uh, He's going to talk to that God-ordained leader. Thank you, honey, for that one amen. And he's going to say, he'll say to Moses, he'll say to Moses, Moses, hold up your rod in your hand toward the battle. And if you'll do that, Moses, I'll give you a great victory. He didn't say that to a committee. He said that to the man of God. He said that to the man in charge. God speaks to the leader. He said, Moses, if you'll extend your rod over the battle, you'll win the victory. And so Moses, the man of God, heard from God. And Moses, the leader, the man of God, did what God said. And then a committee of two, Aaron and Hur, came alongside the man of God. And they held up his hand, amen, and helped him when his arms grew weary. If you're leading something, you desperately need to hear from the Holy Spirit for direction on how to lead whatever it is you are leading. 
Romans 8 and 14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Acts chapter 11 verse 12, Peter said, The Spirit told me to go with them. You see, if a leader will be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will speak to that leader, and if that leader will obey what the Spirit tells him, he and those he is leading will be blessed. Boy, these amens are weak this morning. Hardly a Sunday goes by that somebody, if not several somebodies, doesn't come by and talk to me and they don't, they don't ask me, Pastor, do you have my house bugged? You got a microphone? You got a camera in my house? How do you know? Pastor, how do you know what's going on in my, in my house? How do you know what's going on in my life? Pastor, how do you, how do, you do it? How, how do you have my number? Nearly every Sunday you've got my number. Well, the answer is, I don't have your number, but the Holy Spirit does. And the Holy Spirit will talk to the man of God. The Holy Spirit will talk to the leader. And the Holy Spirit will give him direction from the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit knows who's going to be here and what you need. I've shared this many times, but I'm just, I have to use illustrations to, to, to illustrate my point. But I'll never forget the, the first thing that the Holy Spirit spoke to me when I first arrived here at Bethel eight and a half years ago when this church was in critical condition. And the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. And the Holy Spirit said, tell the people to pray for favor with a banker and favor with a builder. That's the first thing the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart about, about this church. Pray. Pray for favor with a banker and favor with a builder. And let me tell you, it was the favor that we received from a banker and the favor that we received from a builder that resulted in a homeless church having a home again. Write this down this morning. A God idea will work. A good idea will work you. A God idea will work. A good idea will work you. I can't tell you how many times the Holy Spirit has spoken to me in situations the past 39 years of leading churches. Do this, don't do that. Go this direction, this, that, something else. And each and every time that I have heard from the Holy Spirit, and each and every time I have obeyed what the Holy Spirit told me to do, both myself and the church I was leading was blessed. Friend, the Holy Spirit wants to talk to the leader in charge. And He'll help you if you'll listen to Him. He'll help you if you'll listen to Him. As a parent, the Holy Spirit can tell you what your kids are up to. You're in charge. You're the leader of that home. And the Holy Spirit speaks to the leader. And when your kids are up to something, the Holy Spirit can let you in on it. I've had parents tell me, you know, my kids were messing up and the Holy Spirit told me where they were at and what they were doing. And I showed up before they could do it. And their eyes are about that big. How did you know where I was going? Well, somebody told me. And it wasn't a friend. Well, the Holy Spirit's a friend, but it wasn't one of your friends. Amen. As a parent. Amen. Boy, man, today, oh my goodness, the day of all days. Do the, do the parents need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit and get direction for their home? Amen. The Holy Spirit can, can, can help you discern the friends of your kids. As a business person, the Holy Spirit can help you with your business. As a ministry leader, the Holy Spirit can help you lead your particular ministry. Don't do anything without consulting the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you and speak to you. 
Let me tell you something. I never present anything to the church that I haven't prayed over, I haven't, I haven't agonized over, I haven't thought through, and I haven't asked the Holy Spirit to lead me, to guide me, to direct me. Sometimes I'm thinking about something and my wife knows what I'm thinking about and I'm contemplating. I, she'll say, I thought you were going to do this or I thought you were going to do that. I said, why don't you tell someone? Listen, I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to tell anybody. I'm not going to get up here and tell you that I'm being led of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And then the next day change my mind. It's not until I have prayed, I have sought God, I have fasted. Amen. I have agonized. Amen. I have gone through the rigor, man, to make sure that I've heard the voice of the Lord. Say, Pastor, I bet you're batting a thousand. No. We all miss it. But I'd rather miss it trying. Amen. Wow. Talking about three of the many qualifications that come along with having the Holy Spirit talk to us. The third one. The Holy Spirit speaks to those who are living right. Now, I'm out of time, so let me just touch on this point. Pastor Braden, if you'll come and whoever you want with you. Isaiah 59 and 2, your sins have separated you from your God and have hidden His face from you so that He will not listen. And then in in, in Acts chapter uh, 8, verse 17 through 21, it says, You have neither part... Well, that's 21, verse 17. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. And when Simon saw that through the laying on of the apostles... A hands, the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money. And he said, give me this power also that anyone on whom I lay my hands on may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to you, your money perish with you, man. What are you talking about? Don't even be, don't be ridiculous. Thinking that you, uh, that the gift of God could be purchased with money. In verse 21, he's, Peter says uh, to Simon the sorcerer, you, you have neither part nor portion in this matter. For your heart is not right in the sight of God. Friend, if the Holy Spirit is not speaking to you, you might need to examine your heart and and make sure that everything is right on the inside. Make sure that you're not harboring some sin. Making sure that you're not living in sin some way. Because the Bible said that sin separates us from God. Examine your life. Are you living right? Is there unconfessed sin in your life? And if there is, repent of it and see if that doesn't clear up the static in your spirit and and cause the Holy Spirit to be able to speak to you once again. Friend, God speaks to us through His Holy Spirit. God says, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? The Holy Spirit wants to talk to you today. And you don't have to be in church for the Holy Spirit to speak. You don't have to be a, a minister. The Holy, just know the Holy Spirit wants to speak into your heart and your life. The Holy Spirit listens, speaks to those that are listening. Are you listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit speaks to those that are leading. Are you leading anything? Are you leading anything? Are you leading your own life? then you're leading something. And I know some of you aren't. You're being led by your spouse. Are you leading anything? The Holy Spirit wants to speak to the leader. 
Not necessarily that he's more spiritual and he can hear God. He's the only one that can hear God. No. But that's just the way God does. He speaks to those that are in charge. He speaks to the leader. And then he puts people in the leader's path that can hold up his hands and help him. Tweak whatever it is that he thinks he's heard. Help. Interject. All that needs to be done. When God wants to give leadership, He gives it through the leader. And He speaks to those that are living right. Those, not that they're perfect, not that they never do anything wrong with their living. They're doing the very best that they possibly can to live their life for the Lord. Would you stand with me in the presence of the Lord this morning?